I'm Stephanie Evans, the principal here at Catholic Ladies College, and welcome to our podcast, Raising Resilience. This podcast series has been created to support you on your parenting and caregiver journey, with new episodes coming out every month. It will give you access to the best insights, information, and tips for navigating important issues. I'll now hand you over to your hosts, Liana, CLC's Head of Students, and Brett, CLC's School Counselor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Raising Resilience. I'm one of your hosts, Liana, CLC's Head of Students. And I'm Brad, the Student Counselor. So as we're sitting here recording today, (laughs) just wanted to acknowledge that uh, you might hear a little bit of uh, construction work outside. We're in a very exciting time at the college as we're building a new building. But as we sit in our podcast studio today, you might hear a little bit of background noise. And today we are here with a very special episode. We are wanting to prepare and support our students as they approach their exam period. So we thought it was timely to put out a bit of an episode where we talk a little bit about exams, exam prep, and we've got a very special guest with us today as well, CLC's Careers Pathways Leader, Ali Keating. Hi, everyone. It's very exciting to be here. We're excited to have you, Ali. It's just my first time in the podcast studio. You're very excited. <laughs> and I think the folks at home, especially the students, will be glad to hear you through their headphones or through their cars. Mm, a little bit excited to listen to this, I dare say. I hope so. I hope they are listening. <laughs> I have a lot of good advice for you them. You absolutely do. So, Brad, I just wanted to kick off, I guess, I think our students will benefit a lot from this episode, um, just like our parents will. And managing what is going to be probably a really stressful time in their lives and for some of them probably the most stressful time. Not everyone places emphasis and importance on exams and and we acknowledge that. But for some of our students, this is crucial time preparing for that entry score or the preparation that they need to do for their pathway next year. So can you talk a little bit about what is good preparation and what do you think our students need to remember as they approach exam time? So in terms of good preparation, I think it all starts with structure and balance. I think they're the two words I'd probably look at remembering. In terms of structure, it is about that kind of time organisation, being able to get yourself in a sense, really be able to look at what do I have upcoming? What are my deadlines? And really kind of lay out a pathway of going, all right, this is first, this is second, this is third. Make it visual. Correct. Yeah. Because a lot of the time things get really convoluted in our heads yeah. and become quite confusing. So yeah. the more we're able to strip it back and look at it more basically yeah. to go, all right, this is my first task. This is my second task. What do I need to achieve from each? So it's breaking down as opposed to you know, trying to weigh up and do 10 things at once because that's what inevitably leads to overwhelm. Yeah, I really resonate that myself. I know that when I come into a really stressful time and I've got 10 different things on my to-do mm-hmm. list and I'm just trying to picture myself as a student as they're thinking, oh, I've got the English exam, I've got maths and then yeah. I've got to do this and blah, blah, blah. It feels like you don't know where to start yeah. and, know, and where to begin. So actually putting some time away, even if it's 10 minutes and just writing everything out and doing a bit of a checklist can really help. So that's really good advice. What I was saying before, obviously the structure part is important, but then we've got to look at balance as well, because I think there becomes this really pigeonholed focus on exams, 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 Mm. study, study, study. Mm. And you kind of forget about self-care. Yeah, definitely. So being able to step back from it and go, well, I'm going to go for a 20-minute walk. I'm going to go play with my dog it's for a little really bit. It's actually really healthy. It's so important to yeah. find that balance because yeah. if 
our focus is primarily on just thinking about exams, it's really easy to burn yourself out. Yeah. So I think it's really important to step away, find that balance, and it doesn't have to be long. It can be 15, 20, 30 minutes just to kind of change that up. Let's talk about the impact of exams on students and then we'll talk about what we can do if our expectations aren't met in a minute. But I want to talk about the psychological effects of exams and and the stress that comes with that. Yeah, so in terms of a psychological impact, it's a principle in which when we're under continual stress Mm -hmm. for over long periods of time, Mm -hmm. it has this incredible capacity to wear us down physically, emotionally, And it really can lead to really high fluctuations in moods. So, you know, you become a lot more irritable. Mm. Parents, I'm sure, can resonate with that. Yeah, and maybe get ready, parents, (laughs) because we'll see lots of mood swings. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, really important for parents to acknowledge that, you know, this is not students directly attacking them. Yeah. This is them trying to cope and manage the stress that they are under. Yeah. So that psychological impact, as I said before, it is around the idea that when it's prolonged stress, it wears you down. So when we think of the concept of burnout for work, Mm. it's kind of the same principle. Definitely. So that's where that structure and balance do come into play heavily to kind of be a proactive measure rather than just kind of reacting to, all right, my student's burnt out now what do I do now? Yeah. So it's putting things in place before it escalates to that point. Yeah, and being protective around that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because I know there was a recent study done by Reach Out, which is an organisation. Yep. They found that from year 10 onwards, this was done with 600 students. So okay. it's kind of re- pretty representative of the population. Yes. 75% reported, obviously, lacking motivation mm-hmm. during that time of mm-hmm. exams. And then 71% reported changes to their mood as a result of the exam stress. Mm -hmm. So based on those kinds of figures, we can see the detrimental impact Mm -hmm. that exams do have. Mm. And I think there's, you know, one of the things that really needs to be kind of highlighted is the reality of what we're facing in terms of what you are preparing for and the impacts that exams will have is very different from the nature of what the actual reality is. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's one version of events in our heads compared to what the reality is. And Ali, I want to bring you in onto this one. Just in regards to there is this expectation that uh, I suppose if I don't succeed in my exams, I'm going to fail at the rest. Like when I move forward and going into uni, I won't have the pathways that I want. But there are alternative options. Absolutely right. I'm glad you brought that in because I just want to touch back on the area of balance because if a student is balanced throughout their final years of school, that brings in a whole other plethora of of opportunities for the student in the sense that um, there are early entry schemes that take into account the community contribution that a student may bring to their life and that actually will help them gain an early entry place into the university course of their choice. So that's something really big here at CLC. And just looking, yesterday they were finalised here at the college for this year's cohort going into um, university in 2024 and over half of our cohort are entering their exam period with an early entry offer. That's fantastic. Yeah, really that that would definitely ease the pressure and and take the edge off. Absolutely it does. Mm. And it doesn't mean that there's no pressure. The students still need to um, perform in those exams. They still need to attain a certain level. Those levels are adjusted. 
interested. Some of those early entry schemes only require the students to meet the prerequisites of the course because they've shown their ability to be a good student Mm -hmm. by going through these early entry programs Mm -hmm. and showing what sort of person they are. So I think that sort of reiterates your balance question because I think most students here have that these great opportunities here at the college to be involved in the college community, mm. whether it's inside the community or outside in their own personal communities, yes. and they can bring that in mm. to help them move beyond CLC, which yeah. is yeah. great. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that came up in terms of like when I was doing a little bit of research, as mm-hmm. we know what I'm yeah, like. you love it. But in one of the recent studies, they found that there were three reasons as to why students were experiencing stress. And these three reasons were, one, worry about not being able to live the life that they had planned following school. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then there was the concern about how they will compare it with other students. Because I think obviously that level of competition between themselves, yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's expected. And finally, the stress about letting their family down, which Mm. is pretty significant. So looking at these factors, it is something that – Ultimately, it's really hard to plan for, and I think it's going to happen, but it's the awareness and building a level of awareness to prepare for that. Yeah. Ali, can you, I guess, reassure some of our students and maybe some of our parents that if they don't receive the score that they want, and even if they've really prepared and they've put their all into it and they just don't get that score at the end of the day, can we talk a bit about the realities of that and what they can do if that happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. Liana, I'm glad you asked that because that is that is the essence of my role because yeah. I think it's really important that when I speak to the Year 12 students in particular that there is no such thing as a linear pathway anymore. Yeah, Pathway is, is literally a pathway and yeah. it may be long and winding or it could be from A to B very quickly. Yeah. So I think it's important to realise everyone's pathway is different and there are many ways to get to the same end point. And remembering here at CLC and in every educational institution that we have, we talk about the concept of lifelong learning. Mm. And it's not just about CLC, learning's finished, move on to next stage of life or uni or whatever. It's about finding a pathway to what you want to do. And that may well be that you don't get to that pathway until you're 35 and that's perfectly okay or even 55. The idea of a career is a very long and winding road. And for some people, it's very definitive. And there's plenty of year 12s that come to me and say, I really don't know what I want to do. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely, that's okay. I think nearly every student I speak to recently is saying that, and particularly students in the years 10 and 11, and they they say it with like trepidation and Mm. like worry that I'm going to be upset. It's like, no, absolutely not. Like it's so normal to feel that. It makes me wonder like in terms of how parent expectations play into that equation because I'm getting the sense, and just from what I've witnessed and spoken about with a lot of the students is – that they're what they're expecting from themselves post school compared to what their parents are anticipating they will do and the pressure that's being put on in that respect, they don't align. No, they don't. And I think often the students, when they don't know, it's important that they just do something. Yes. I think, I think, yeah. And that something needs to be aligned with something that they're interested in. And perfect example of that, and this is going back to the parents' days, you know, the arts degree. There mm. is nothing wrong with beginning an arts mm-hmm. degree till you figure out what you want to do hey, because I you did don't one. Oh, so did I. Oh, I it did was not. kind of your <laughs> in, it was your in ticket well, to uni. Yeah, and oh. it gives you a taste of what else there yeah. is on offer. Yeah. Well, I say to students it's build your own adventure. Absolutely. You know, and it, it really yeah. is and um it's a good way to if look you at don't it. know, now there's a whole range of generic entry level undergraduate degrees, you know, in business, mm, in health science, yeah. mm. in science. 
arts and I think I've probably missed one, but anyway. Yep. They basically align with those. And then once you get in there, then you find out the things that you don't know because at school we can only give them a finite amount of information and you don't know what you don't know. And you're only exposed to certain types of careers because they're the the teaching careers and everyone knows a nurse and everyone wants to be a lawyer and everyone wants to be a doctor. But there's so many more out there. And I think it's important that that exposure as they progress their journey into university, they find out these types of these roles that exist. But that said, it's not just university. And I think that's really important to realise. And I think especially with now the introduction of the VCEVM with some of our students, many of those won't go straight to university because they've actually taken a different route. But they basically start their careers journey while they're still at school in year 11 and 12 through the TAFE system. And, you know, I'll give you an example um, of nursing. Got students going into year 11 next year. They'll start at an allied health course at Box Hill Institute. That allied health course will then lead into a diploma of nursing, which they can continue to do at Box Hill. And then from there, they can spend, instead of three years to do a degree, they'll get two years and they can then they'll be a, a, a registered nurse. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, it actually is a fantastic way of doing yep. it. It takes some pressure off. There's no need for the VCE. Now, I'm that's not for everyone. No, and I totally get that. But there are options. And that's yeah. what I mean by a non-linear pathway. And I get the sense that potential and prospective businesses that are looking at taking on students, those going down the VM pathway, having those practical skills, that would be of benefit, I'd assume? Absolutely. Mm. The VM students actually undertake one day of work placement per week. Yeah, okay. So that also helps them build their networks um, in terms of future employment prospects. Yeah, amazing. And expose them to the real life outside well, yes, of CLC. So the real world. Life outside of Isn't the school the real world? <laughs> oh, wow. You brought up a really good point, Ellie, about um, being exposed to lots of different careers and industries. And and. I just want to say that I think our students at CLC are quite blessed in that regard because we have a lot of educators here who didn't start their journey in education straight away. Mm. I certainly You're didn't. one of them, Ellie. I am yeah. one of them. Yeah, I became a teacher at the ripe old age of about 38. I yeah. Think. Anyway, but I think that's held me in very good stead in terms of I can expose students and they always are looking for stories of yes. the perceived real world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I've, I've had a pretty interesting career. So yep. I, I guess in that I can bring a lot of stories and working in a very male-dominated industry, in the power industry for a number of years, was a real eye-opener for me, mm. for me coming from an all-girls Catholic school like these girls here. Yeah. Oh, gee, it was an eye-opener. Yeah. But anyway, no, I, can <laughs> I, won't, I won't regale you. That could be another podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it's important for our students to be exposed to that and yeah. to know that, hey, it's okay to not know, you know, when you're 18, 19, what you want to do. I mean, when I finished uni, I thought, you know, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher, but I was like, no, I was hell-bent on doing a commerce degree. Yeah. And I mentioned a few podcasts episode back that, you know, failed accounting in that, <laughs> that year. So that was definitely not going to be. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, and I talk about that with my students all the time that, yeah, like, that happened to me and it was fine. Then I, I moved into the arts degree and I loved it. I was doing subjects that I hadn't done at school before, but absolutely thrived in them because it was what I wanted to do and I was passionate about it and it excited me. So I've got friends that have moved all sorts of careers yeah. over yeah. their short sort of life already. It's really acceptable, I think, to, to change and to not know, but to do something, start it and then try something new again. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's really important that you don't just stop. You actually have to do something because yeah. by doing something, it, leads, it always leads to something else. Yeah. And so I, I guess really if important. you don't get, if the exams don't go the way you intend, it's important to try and pick yourself back up yep. and it's okay enroll to be sad. in something. Yeah, it is okay to be sad and, and feel it. Expose yep. yourself to those feelings. But the important thing is to get 
into something absolutely to just get the ball rolling. Which to, brings me to the point of yep. um, in, at year twelve, I do speak to the students about the importance of backup plans. Yeah, and all of the students, and yep. I'm, I'm really big on this that they can't just say, "Well, I'm going to be something," mm. and that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And it may well be the case for some, and that's great if it is. But what if? You don't get that. What's yeah. your backup yeah. plan? And then yeah. what if you don't get that? So I'm really big on making sure, and I put it, I frame it in the sense that it's about me. Yes. Yep. I wouldn't be doing my job properly if I didn't have Absolutely. you having three, having a couple of backup plans to make sure that you've got something. Being because prepared. in because in the heat of getting a score mm. that is not what you expect. It's good to know that that's already there waiting yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. we were just talking before we were recording about talking about AFL and you know all the trade Ooh. gossip at the moment. <laughs> but you brought up, you were saying, Ellie, about how you know of a, of someone who's been delisted, and and you said, you know, the best thing is is that they continued with their degree. Absolutely, and I think that's a really good point because yeah, you know you've got in. your dream. Yeah, you know what yeah. if you don't finish that, you've got something else going at the same time. Right. So absolutely. And yeah. there's never such a thing as wasted education. No, definitely learning, not. there's always benefit to yeah, learning. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose I just want to ask, Ali, in terms of speaking more to the parents around the concept of whether they have an expectation that their daughter may, has to, has to or needs to follow an academic pathway mm-hmm. when, in fact, they potentially don't. Mm. How do we reconcile or have that type of conversation between informing parents that it's okay to not go down the academic path? Mm. Yeah, that's a really hard one. Mm. I think I think it's a very hard bridge to cross because parents have are very clear in what they want. And to tell the truth, I wanted my my two boys to go to university, but they didn't want to go. And yeah. that took mm. me a little while to get over. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you now. And it's okay to be disappointed internally about that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not your life. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's about your children and them being productive members of society. And it really doesn't matter whether it's because they got a 99 ATAR or whether they don't get an ATAR at all. Yeah. As long as they are happy in what they're doing, life is full of ups and downs. They can't be happy all the time. No. But yeah. they need to be productive members of society. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's building and growing and kind of creating your own sense of agency in mm. life because ultimately- your parents aren't going to live your life for you. Absolutely not. So it's not. finding your pathway for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Finding your success. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, look, we know that exams are stressful. They're, to say the least. Yeah. yeah. Some students absolutely detest them <laughs> and loathe them and and – I completely understand that. You know, it's something that you want to avoid. And I remember the night before my English exam, I was shaking like a leaf. Yeah, I can't talk. I, I was a bit of a nerd, so I really, really loved exams. Yeah, so um, yeah. I thrived in that environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was anxious, but... Was it the healthy levels of anxiety we're talking about or kind of exceeding No, that? I think it was healthy. I think it was in the okay. realms of healthy and maybe it lent more towards <laughs> procrastination and probably not doing what I could have done. And that's a really big lesson I've learned. And yeah. I talk a lot about that with my students, mm. that I was an absolute massive procrastinator in year 12. But look, I'm here now Mm. and um, doing what I'm doing. So look, we get that. But I think for our students, at the end of the day, you just have to be satisfied with the level of effort and work that you've put in. Yeah. And that work reflects your result. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got to to live with the reality of that, whatever that is. But they're very blessed to have um, on board here, supporting them and providing them lots of options you're always accessible and your door's always open and I think that's going to continue, especially after. (laughs) Just this wealth of wisdom in that room. Oh, come on, stop. (laughs) No, but they are very blessed to 
to have lots of people that they can come to to ask and, mm-hmm. and to, you know, figure out what's Bounce the next step off. forward. Yep. So, yeah. So as you approach exams, relax. Good luck. Have a healthy balance. Eat well. Sleep. Have a good night's sleep. Mm. Any tips from you, Ellie? Oh, I've got a couple of tips. Yeah, actually. tell me. Pathways are not linear. I think that's really yeah, important. Maybe write that on. Maybe I you should write you, that you somewhere. Need like a philosophical. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'll, maybe put you that need in a my sign little... out the front of your door. <laughs> maybe I will. And um, I think, and secondly, importance of backup plans. Yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. Backup yeah. plans yeah. are so important. And run your own race. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a good life philosophy It doesn't philosophy matter what other people are doing. Yep. You think yep. about yourself and I think that's really important. And good advice as they approach their 20s too. Absolutely. You know, just yep. stick to your lane. It's yeah. okay. Yep. You'll get there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ali. It's been fun. It's I been know, a pleasure. I loved having you here. I might come back again. I think so. <laughs> we'll find another reason <laughs> for you this. to come in. <laughs> Absolutely. So thanks for listening, everyone. We will be back soon with another episode and who knows, maybe another special guest. But good luck for exams, Year 12s and Year 11s that are doing Year 12 exams and all of our other students as they approach exam period. And we'll be back in your ears shortly. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Raising Resilience with Catholic Ladies College. If you enjoyed this episode, hit follow on your podcast player to receive future episodes. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. And just a reminder, if you need additional support for yourself or your child, you can contact our wellbeing team here at CLC, your child's homeroom teacher or the year level team leader.